0: Every single one of you, 8437903377. My guy, Luke RJ, in the Big Cock Club Discord says Chris needs to get out in the sun a little bit, looking a little pale whitey. LOL. Luke RJ, it's got something to do also with the ring light. It's a white light shining on me. So I think I look a little bit brighter than normal, but today could be a good pool day. I don't know. Don't want to get sunburnt, though, Luke RJ. Not good. Austin Gregory says, July is the last full month of no football. Indeed. Maybe an R26. Again, he said it's 118 degrees, man. Mm. 118 degrees. It is a hot one today for... Sure. <clears throat> Let's see.
2: Here we go. Go ahead
0: and jump to the phone lines. Call from Dalton. <laughs> Here
2: we go. To accept
0: Dalton, what is going on, my friend? How are you? Can you hear me? I can. I'm trying to find. Here it is. Check the screen, my man. I don't know if you can see it or not.
3: <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm on my phone right now so i can't see it but, okay but i well, did see a screenshot of it
0: yes yes you did indeed my friend what is going on how are you enjoying vacation
3: no uh it, it's been pretty good out here you know i'm just uh chilling by the pool uh slamming a few miller lights <laughs> getting ready for uh, tailgate season. You know, just hanging out at the dirty myrtle. You know how we do it down here.
0: Practicing for tailgate season, my friend. I love it.
3: Yeah. But obviously, you know I had to call in and, and let you know that uh you, your takes this week have been a little bit slapdickish, you know. <laughs> there's there's a lot of slap dick energy coming out of these uh these takes from what I'm seeing.
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, Dalton, I know you're always one to call me on it, man. I respect the hell out of that. Um, where do you want to start? Because I feel like there's been, based off of the Discord, there has been a lot of slap dickish takes, or at least that's how you feel coming from me. Which one specifically would you like to highlight?
3: The the main thing, the, the most glaring problem with your record prediction, specifically for South Carolina, I'm, I'm not going to give you too much crap about the SEC predictions just because you know we we both agree it's incredibly hard to predict all 16 teams in the SEC in their in their record predictions but I mean it's just the fact that you think all in in all of these games that we go on the road basically we're going to be taking a 20 30 point loss like I may agree with you that Against Tennessee, I'd probably give the edge to Tennessee against A and M. I'd probably give the edge to A and M, but I mean, do you really think we're going to lose 28 to 45 against the team with no defense and a new quarterback? That wasn't all that great in, uh, in Josh Eiffel's first year.
0: I very well do think Tennessee is going to beat South Carolina. yes, I I, I do, I do. I, I, maybe it's not a 17 point game, but, uh, I think Tennessee's going to beat South Carolina. And I mean, dude, I think it's going to be a fairly high scoring game. I mean, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 38, 28 or 35, 28 late, and they put one more up there to put it away. So, I mean, I, I think it's more of a back and forth game than maybe the final score would indicate, but. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this, <clears throat> Dalton, yesterday or two days ago or whatever. Of all the games that I have as toss-ups, and I mean, again, I, I know what happened last year, 63-38. to 38. I was there, as were you, standing right behind me. I'm very well aware of what happened, so I'm not going to give the Gamecock 0% chance. I'm never doing that again. I would just be stunned after all the chatter of the offseason. Tennessee has this game circled. This is their revenge game. I'd be stunned, and I'd be extremely impressed if South Carolina were able to go to Knoxville and get the W. And again, this is a place that Carolina has not played well historically. 2017, I believe, being the last time the Gamecocks, if I do recall, yes, 2017, the Chris LeMond's game. uh, That's the last time the Gamecocks won there. Before that, it was, I believe, 2011. So it's been, a, it's been a historically really tough place for South Carolina to play.
3: And I agree. And, uh, you know, we agree I'm leaning towards a loss as much as it hurts my soul to do that, to pick a loss against Tennessee. Again, like you said, it, it'll probably be a night game there in Knoxville, and it's, it's a hard place to play, you know, no matter what time of day it is. So I'd give the edge to Tennessee, but I see – you know, a seven, ten-point game, you know, somewhere around there. I, I don't see, you know, the score being as lopsided as as what you know you're you're predicting. I, I think it, it'll go, you know, the game will be close with five minutes left in the fourth quarter.
0: That's fair, and I mean to your point about the road games. I mean, I do have you winning at Mizzou. I I understand the the twenty-one point loss at A&M. That, that one I might have gotten a little bit aggressive with, admittedly. Um, I mean, all the others, though, man. I mean, you know, losing at jo- – I, I dude, I, I think Georgia's head and shoulders above you and everybody else. Losing at Georgia, losing at Tennessee, you know, losing at A&M. Is there a chance that South Carolina could steal one of those? Sure. And, again, I think you get the win in Como. Um, but, yeah, so I, that, that's – the way I see it playing it
3: so out. Sort of my next critique is, in my view, I think it's, it's more likely that we lose to UNC at a neutral site and beat Mississippi State at home than we lose to Mississippi State and, and beat UNC in game one at a neutral site. I mean, one of the main trends I've seen from this team is that they don't start very hot early. You know, they struggle early in the season. And then they turn it off late. I know that Mississippi State is, you know, a a uh, a uh, a game that's in your first seven games, so it's before the bye week. But at the same time, you're probably going to be coming off a, a loss to Georgia, you know, in Athens. So you really want to make sure that that next game in front of the home team is the home crowd is a dub and, you know, you defend home field. So I would say – I would probably switch it around and say, you know, more likely to take the L on a neutral site, even though I have us winning both uh, Mississippi State and UNC. I think it's more likely we'd lose the UNC week one mm-hmm. and then beat Mississippi State coming off a loss to Georgia.
0: And that's a fair point, Dalton. And, and I'll say this, though. You know, when making the predictions – I'm not saying you just you just pick upsets to pick upsets and you pick just wild results to do so and, like, be clickbaity or anything like that, but, like, I really try to challenge myself, okay, like, going against the grain and picking things that are unexpected, admittedly. I, I just, you know what I mean? Like, because it's just not going to go again to chalk where it's like, okay, well, these are the ones you're supposed to lose and then all the ones you're supposed to win, you win, and it, it never tends to work out that way. So... You know, the Mississippi State game, I mean, I, I just do believe coming off the Georgia game, I think you'll be beat up. I, I wonder what the injury situation may look like. And, I mean, I, I hope this isn't the case, but maybe it's one where, you know, you, you, you're you taking Mississippi State lightly, and, you know, I, I still think they're a quality team. I mean, rest in peace, the Pirate. I know he's no longer there, but um <clears throat> I could see it being that trap game that so many have labeled it as. But, I mean, to your point, Dalton, to your point, I could certainly see UNC being that game. Um, you know, so many question marks for Carolina on both lines of scrimmage, what is what type of Spencer rat are we gonna get? Game one of a, you know, I, I know they're gonna run a lot of what they did last year, but it's still a new offensive system with a new OC. So um you know that that certainly falls in that toss up category. So um, I mean, to your point, could it be you lose the UNC, beat state? Absolutely. And that was the point I was making with Brad Crawford is I really feel like no matter how you slice it up, Seven and five feels about right for Carolina. You can convince me eight and four, which I think will be a great year. Seven and five feels about right, though, for me.
3: Yeah, and then obviously, you know, you you go back to the Clemson game at the end of the year, it's a rivalry game, probably under the lights at Willie B. We're gonna be amped up. We're trying to go, you know, on a on a two and oh game winning streak. I just, from what I've seen from this Clemson team, man, even with the new OC, I don't think uh, Cade Club Dick, Cade Slapdick is going to be ready for that kind of environment. I mean, they, in the ACC, they play some, you know, candy teams, bro. They, they, don't, they don't go on in two environments like, you know, uh, South Carolina at night, like, you know, Willie B at night. So I think that game is going to be the hardest environment that you play in uh, if you're Clemson. You know, South Carolina is is confident going into the game. They've already beaten Clemson on the road. And I think, you know, Spencer Rattler isn't going to go out a loser in his last game ever in the garment in black, to be yeah. honest. I, I have South Carolina winning a close one at home under the lights of Louis league. The last game hey, I,
0: listen, I like the pick. And to your point, I was just looking at their schedule. Um, you know, they got Duke in the opener, which <clears throat> I know our guy Brendan thinks that's an upset. I don't see it. Uh, at Syracuse, at Miami, at NC State. So the toughest environment they will play in before Carolina is NC State. Wow. I feel like I'm missing a – no, I, I don't – one, two, three, four – yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, at South Carolina, without a doubt, will be the toughest road game they have. So, I mean, listen, it very well could play out that way. Um, you know, I, I just, I think Clemson's roster is still immensely talented, and you know, I just would not shock me to see them get the victory. I just put it that way. So, um, I very well could be wrong. Well, I mean, it, can yeah, go
3: either way. Obviously, you can go either way, but you know, if, if you're picking right now in the preseason, I would give the edge to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, um, we'll see how Spencer Rattler performs, but in my view, there's no way this offense doesn't perform better than it did last year. Um, I know the running back room is a question. Uh, you you've, you've got some pieces that you lost on offense, but I mean, realistically speaking, this should be Spencer Rattler's best year as a quarterback in college, right? I mean, he's trying to punch his ticket to the first round of the NFL draft, and the best way to do that is to go ball out. And the easiest place to ball out is at home <laughs> at night, as we've seen, you know, against Tennessee. So so I don't I, – I wouldn't pick us to lose this one, well I do agree with you, I think, from a just roster standpoint on paper, Clemson has a better roster, but i I don't think you know this team has the same uh the same i guess moxie or you know un, uh, un immeasurables that that previous Clemson teams have had going into this rivalry game and and, and I think South Carolina knows that and they have confidence that they can win this game as well. So so I, I think it's going to be a dub.
0: Fair enough. Put you at eight and four, which I think we'd all agree would be a very successful season, my friend. Very successful season indeed.
3: I agree. Uh, but, but yeah, I just wanted to call and, and talk about that. Um, obviously, I have issues. issue. I, I think some of your picks in the SEC uh, schedule – predictions as far as all 16 teams are kind of out there but at the same time I mean we saw some crazy revolts last year and nothing would surprise me in this conference so Mm
4: -hmm. I'm
3: not going to give you too much hell for those picks but
0: yeah imagine if this time last year Dalton I would have told you that uh, Tennessee was a 10-win team and would have beaten Alabama you'd have called me crazy
3: yeah I mean obviously it hurts me that that's where Tennessee is but at the
5: same time
3: We're coming off, you know, a dub where we beat them by 36 points. Mm -hmm. We rushed the field and ended their playoff chances. So nobody expected that one either.
0: Indeed. Indeed.
3: But, yeah, I appreciate you taking my call, and you have a good rest of your day.
0: Dalton, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate you. Take care. Great stuff from our friend Dalton. And I'll say this, too, the point of the Clemson game. Is it a coin flip? Yes. It's a toss-up. Can South going to win? Yes. The thing where I hesitate until I see the Gamecocks find a running game. Hard. To get, it, it's just going to be hard to win that game. Being one-dimensional, Clemson defensively, if you cannot run the football, and I know you didn't run it well last year either, but I believe in Clemson's roster. I I, I like Garrett Riley at OC. I, I think they're going to be better offensively. That's the biggest thing.
2: I think they're going to be better
0: offensively. Here we go. I'm from Rebecca. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you?
2: Yeah, nothing much.
0: It's great to have you. I don't know if you can see the screen right now, but we've even got a graphic for a Rebecca call. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> these coming in, but uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, Rebecca. Yeah, what's going I've seen on?
2: It. Yeah. I like that. How y'all got that? Oh, I got an announcement to make for everybody down in South Carolina. Go ahead. <clears throat> Rebecca is coming to South Carolina in two weeks.
0: Wow. Okay. What yeah. reason?
2: Just for a vacation. I'll be in, probably be in Westminster.
0: Westminster,
2: probably okay. where I'll be at. Okay. Hmm. Uh, it'd be cool if we could meet up, Chris.
0: Yeah, let's do it. W- w- when's your vacation again?
2: I don't know yet, but Will's paying for it, so Will's coming with.
0: me. Okay. Very good. That'll be a good time. Oh,
2: good yeah. Good. Just let me
0: know, let me know when well, y'all are in. Let me know when y'all are in town. We'll make it happen.
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. We're going to hang out and chit-chat and, you know. And then next Thursday is my birthday.
0: Wow. So next Thursday, the 13th, is your birthday. Love that. Happy early birthday, uh, I
2: heard... I thought I heard you said that you wasn't going to be in town on my birthday.
0: No, I will be in town next Thursday. I will be here next Thursday.
2: Because I was want I was wanting to call in for my birthday, but I didn't know.
0: Yeah, you're hey, you're more than welcome, Rebecca. To call in, more than welcome. Uh, we will be we will be right here in this chair next
3: Thursday.
2: All right, cuz that'd be awesome. We'll celebrate my birthday. Let's How do does it. That sound?
0: Let's do it, Rebecca. Q&A power hour okay. turns into Rebecca birthday power hour.
2: There you go. I love that, Chris.
0: I love it. Everybody mark it on your calendars.
2: July thirteenth. Mark it on your calendar. I'll be thirty-three.
0: Love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Your golden birthday. Yeah.
2: So I'll be uh down there. Um uh, Will's supposed to be taking me about two weeks. I don't know for sure when, but I'll let you know for sure which day that I'm coming down. Because mm-hmm. I'll be probably staying in Westminster at least. I'll say at least two days. Okay. So.
5: Awesome.
0: Well, Rebecca, happy early birthday. Again, we appreciate you calling in as always. It's always a pleasure, uh, truly.
2: And tell Robbie Davis I said hello.
0: We will tell Robbie Davis you said hello, Rebecca. I will definitely do that.
2: All right, I'll be calling in next Thursday.
0: Hey, sounds good. We'll be celebrating your birthday, Rebecca. I
2: appreciate it.
0: Indeed. All right, Rebecca, we'll talk soon. I appreciate you. Have a good weekend. You too. Awesome. Great stuff from Rebecca. Let's get in some of your questions here. Hey, my guy, Eric Reese, y'all, do me a favor. Go follow Reese Creative on Twitter and Instagram. This is the man behind all the graphics. Makes me look cool on social media. I cannot say thank you enough, my brother, to Eric Reese, what he does for TSUS, the brand, the graphics man, are incredible, dude, truly. Truly, I I don't have the words, enough words, <clears throat> to say thank you to Eric Reese. Eric, I appreciate you, my dude. Uh, let's see. Justin Bryant says, do you think game day will be in Charlotte week one? FSU, LSU on that Sunday. I mean, why not? 7.30 kickoff, primetime game. You know, I, this college game day, go to Charlotte. I, I don't know. I, that, I tell you this, that'd be a great place for SEC Nation to go. College game day is weird about that, though, man, where they decide to go. They're they're weird about it. It's never really just like the typical game, right?
5: So, let's see.
0: W.D. Prothman, what's up, man? He says, been at the Peach Jam all week. Haven't seen any Garnet and Black. I know it's a little early for basketball talk. But do you know of any guys we could be looking at? At the Peach Jam WWE? Not necessarily. I know Lamont Paris has been there, though. So, I know he's been there. Jeff Gullitt says, What would you think about the Spencer, Kroger, and Mo Caba going to SEC media? I'd be cool with that. One offense, one defense, one special teams. I'd be good with that. Leave it to Luke R.J. to make a Decabrion Joyner-Marcus Lattimore comparison. Joyner 6'1", 225, is bigger than Lattimore was. Click you off the screen with the quickness, Luke R.J. How dare you? Comparing. Don't, don't, don't. Come on. Not fair to compare Dak Joyner to Marcus Lattimore, my guy. I'm just giving you hell, by the way, Luke R.J. I know you're just messing around. Um, Let's see. Hayden says, I agree with LSU in the West because Bama has some questions at the quarterback position. Georgia and LSU both making the playoff along with Ohio State and FSU. Okay, I like that. Like that a lot. Brian Dean, SEC Media Days is July the 17th through 20th. Literally coming up in 10 days. I will be heading to Nashville in nine days. Cannot wait. Going to be a lot of fun. Brad Crawford will be there. Brad Crawford will be there. Mm-mm. Austin Hicks is, I think, Arkansas is that team this year that can go 10-2 and or 9-3 and easy. They are a mystery for sure. They are a mystery. You got a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson, you certainly have a chance. Austin Hicks says, I'm still not buying Tennessee. I see them being a seven and five team. Austin Gregory, I'm calling from a zoo this year, second in the East. Says I'm standing firm on that. John Eber says, I might call in to see my graphic. You're more than welcome to do so, John Eber. Hayden uses honestly, I don't care. College game day has been unwatchable the last few years. You know, Hayden, it's it's always something I find myself watching, though. I mean, think about it. You only get – we only get a handful every season. So, you only get a handful every season.
5: Let's see. How about homie Lebon and Joyer? Our guy Dalton
0: out by the pool today, sipping out the Beamer Ball koozie. Here we go. Let's jump to awesome. the phone lines. John John Edward, what's going on, my friend? How are you?
6: Good. Got home a little bit ago from uh, St. Simons in the island in Georgia. It was good to get away, too, but obviously it's good to be home. Indeed.
0: I'm looking for, I think, I hope I'm not disappointing you today. I think we, I think we have the John Edward graphic. If not, okay, I don't, I don't think we do yet. Yeah. actually. My guy, my guy, Eric Reese is in the chat. Eric Reese. Make me a John Edward Kruger graphic if you don't mind. You want you got a you got a preferred tagline, John Edward, you want?
6: <laughs>
0: John Edward Kruger, what? What do you know? What are you known for, John Edward? Oh, uh, gosh. Being <laughs> the goat, be man.
6: The
0: no, you're good. Being the goat. We'll just do John Edward Kruger. Anyways, John Edward. I hope that yeah, the no. uh the graphic wasn't the only reason you called in because unfortunately I'm disappointing you no, here no, yet again. No, What's no, going no, on?
6: Nothing. Uh, just had a few minutes there was some rearranged in my room, so I thought I'd call in, being home. And so yeah, um, so yeah, I missed like the first. So what? I missed the first like the twelve o'clock hour. What did all did you all talk about in twelve o'clock hour? I was, I was still on the road. The hold on, what
0: say it again? Now that in the the SEC game the by game hour.
6: prediction stuff. What was
0: the question again?
6: Yeah, I was wondering what y'all were covering because I was I Yes, yes. Around. So the
0: first segment I was just giving my predicted order of finish and game by game predictions okay. for each of the SEC teams. Not with scores, but just gotcha. wins and losses. Um order so yeah, finish. so that's okay. it's just the full breakdown of the SEC records where I have teams finishing, et cetera.
6: So Gotcha. Gotcha. I I, I I'll I'll go back and watch it after the show's over. I got time. But uh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean that's uh, I guess that's probably one of the, the reason I called in to see what y'all covered because I was still on the road, um, coming home and yeah, um, so it is fifty seven days. I know I got the number wrong yesterday.
0: Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy to think about that when we're at SEC Media Days, we're gonna be in the forties. It's it's nuts, dude. I mean, it's absolutely nuts, but it's it's right around the corner, man. I mean, truly, we got a couple more it's, weeks it's coming. of uh you know we got this weekend and the next week of course and then we're into SEC media days and you'll have like a you know as far as on field you know we'll continue with content but you'll have a slow you know maybe week or two but or i mean after that it's you know fall camp begins right and we're going to have practice reports and yeah and all that and before you know it man the the season will be
6: just right there around the corner so can't wait yeah me either um you probably don't know but let me let me ask do we know the first day they were the first day practice, or has that not been?
0: No, that has not set, been uh, so yeah. that has not been released. I, I would guess.
5: Okay.
0: I would guess that it'll be August. that first week of August, probably like August 3rd, August 4th, maybe August 5th, August, something August like 3rd, that, 4th, but okay. it'll be August. Yeah. Early August. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
7: The trusted choice recommended by leading experts, with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to Biooptimizers.com slash balance today and use code Balance Ten for ten percent off. Support your journey to wellness at bioptimizers. dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from BiOptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
6: I, yeah, I, I thought we had heard something but I guess not and so yeah probably August 3rd or 4th which is almost not that far away if you think about it
0: no it's just right around the corner like I said so
6: no yeah I uh you know like I can't remember who said it earlier or said I've been tuning in someone said this is like the last full month without any college football
0: yeah last month without college ball yeah we've got uh Vandy Hawaii in week zero August 26th so
6: that's in Nashville. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it Nashville is, man.
0: Line. And I tell you what, I got a right mind to yeah, drop. I, I got a done. I got a right mind to go to Nashville and go to that game. Why not? That'd be fun. Why? Be a good time. Like, why not
6: go see a go see a game a week before we play. So like I don't think dude, I prefer night games. There's only a negative about it because you gotta wait all day, but I just like the night atmosphere, no matter what you Yeah, about. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I don't mind waiting all day if you know if it's a night game I like night games. And you get two or three to start the season, so that's pretty cool. So I right, um I just want to call in real quick. I uh, you know, just seeing what y'all covered the first hour, I was on the road, like I said, so yeah, uh, personal note, it's good to be home. I did yeah. my time out time away in the state of Georgia, it was fun and rained a lot, I'll tell you that much. It did it rained a lot. So but uh, so like I said, I'm gonna get out of here. Um it's nice to be home and yeah. the, State, of South Carolina. There's nothing wrong with say Georgia, where I was, but um, there's nothing but like say South Carolina, say that right now.
0: Indeed, John Edward, I appreciate you calling in, yeah. my guy. We will talk soon for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, see you, bro. Yeah, we'll talk. John Edward Kruger, appreciate him calling in. Justin said he saw a quarterbacks rating which had Rattler at number nine which is wild. Yeah, that was, uh, I believe, our friend SEC Mike. I believe that was SEC Mike. Let's jump back to that, the phone lines. Call from Robbie
4: Davis, Zaxby Hall of Famer.
0: Robbie Davis, what is going on, my friend? How are you?
4: I'm doing good. I just wanted to say this, okay? For, the, for, for any of our games this year, okay? I don't care if it's against Jacksonville State Furman I don't like we need to have like your shirt says drop your nuts mentality and be like with with, with teams that no one's given us a chance like you're probably we're gonna we need to go, we need to go in there with this with this kind of mentality m- mentality like you might beat our ass but c- but come Hades or high water you're gonna earn it I think
0: so, too. You know, we, 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 we talked about that, Robbie, uh, at the end of last season, I think, that, you know, that drop your nuts mentality. I mean, it was, a, it was a funny, you know, clip or whatever in that press conference and when Cam Smith said it. But, you know, there was some – I think there was something there to take away that South Carolina, it, it works best for this program to move forward with that attitude. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. what do you have to lose type of mentality. I, I think that's a take risks, yeah. play aggressively. I think that is something that I right. think fans can live with too. Like we can live with being aggressive and failing. It's fine. But like when you're being conservative and failing, that's where people really start to get irritated. So um, right. I, I agree with you, man. Play aggressive, let it, let it fly and see what happens.
4: Like even whenever we got to travel to Athens, like I, like I said last year, you still got to play the darn game. Okay. I mean, nobody gave us a chance in 2019 to beat Georgia in Athens, and look what happened.
0: The unthinkable can happen, my friend. Gamecocks that day oh, I mean, were—I'll uh, never forget—Gamecocks that day were 24 and a half point underdogs at going to that game.
4: When and I and I and whenever I was not expecting our 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 safeties and corners to play that well in 2019. Okay. But when Israel Mquamu took that pick six, I literally sat there and thought to myself, if we can have some things like this happen throughout this game, we're going to win. And that's what happened. We got turnovers when we needed them, and we put, we put their quarterback on his butt more than I expected us to do. And we went, we ended up walking out of Athens in 2019 with the W. I mean, same thing with last year. Nobody was giving us a chance against A&M. Nobody was giving us a chance against against um, let's see, A&M, Tennessee, and Clemson. Nobody was giving us a chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long is it going to take for y'all to un, for for for, for just people in general to understand that just because a team is good on paper, a lot of times that don't mean shit because you still got to play the damn thing.
0: Hey, games are not one on paper. Robbie Davis, you are correct. You are that correct. my friend.
4: That's a fact. We have got to, we've got to, and like I said, the other yesterday, right? If you practice hard, you're gonna play hard. If you half-ass it, guess what? You're gonna half-ass it whenever you actually play a game, okay? And if you're, and I, I if I was coaching, i like, if you're gonna half-ass it, take off your pads and leave, because I don't want nobody half-assing it whenever we've got a conference foe coming in here wanting to beat beat our ass. Mm-mm. Nobody needs to come into Willie B expecting to beat our ass. If anybody's gonna be doing the ass kicking, it's gonna be us. When it comes to being in Willie B, or anywhere for that matter, and I think that this coming season, whenever Clemson comes to town, Willie B is going to be rocking, and it, and Kate Klubnik's going to understand that those teams that they play in the ACC, those places are easy to play in compared to compared to an SEC school.
0: I think so, my friend. Hey, Willie B will be rocking for sure. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it, Willie so B will I'm, be rocking for sure. excited for that. Mm-hmm,
4: yeah. And and shout-out to Rebecca because I heard her phone call, So shout-out to Rebecca.
0: Shout-out to Rebecca.
4: But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. You have a great rest of your show. Go, Cox, and to hell with Clemson. To hell with Dabo. I respect him as a man, but come on, this, I don't give a damn. <laughs>
0: Robbie, I love it. I appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Sorry, I just hung up on Robbie on accident. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. Great stuff from our friend Robbie Davis. Frank said, "Get it, Robbie. Let's go." Dale says, "Robin, go get your steps and get off the phone." <laughs> the Robbie Big Dick Dale rivalry lives on. Justin Bryant looking at Georgia's schedule. They're the best team, but wow. They have such a favorable schedule. Justin, it's they're the best team, and wow, they have a favorable schedule. Because they do. They do, for sure. They've got a favorable schedule. No doubt. But, uh, you know, here's the thing, too, though. The schedule's favorable, for sure. But the schedule looks more favorable when you're as good as Georgia is. You know what I mean? Like, The schedule looks
5: more favorable when you're as good as Georgia is. Our guy
0: Adam Brenneman that we had on the show a couple of weeks ago says this, 2023 will be the season at Aggie Football, Texas A&M. Puts it all together. Here's why. Hiring Bobby Petrino as OC, an elite roster, Connor Wegman, O-line returns. Top wide receiver room in the SEC. Defense, number one pass defense from a season ago. Four head coaches on staff. Bottom line, the pieces are there for Texas to make a playoff run this year. Wow. I don't know about all
5: that. I'm I'm dude, you you've got to be you You've got to be
0: a glutton for punishment and pain to be buying Texas A&M stock again. Y- you really do. You really do, man. You just do. <laughs> After last year, Rebecca says, Get off the meth! Stay off the weed, Rebecca says, get off the meth. Hayden says, no way. a looks like a toxic sports soap opera waiting to happen with all those coaches. Austin Hicks says that Juice will go down as a Gamecock great. For sure. Especially if he, especially if he has a big year this year. Uh, maybe an R26. Yes, I think it was Zach Pickens that went. You are correct. Yes. Correct. Let's jump to the phone lines Call here.
1: from
2: Aggie Man. Aggie. Aggie Man, what's up? What's up, Christopher? I just want to let you know that the Aggies are so, oh, underrated. I'm just going to tell you that this year is the year. We are not going eight and four. We are not going five and seven. We're going undefeated national champions. Jimbo Fisher, the greatest of all time.
0: So we hung up because I was about to say the funniest part about that was that he almost said overrated. Did you hear that? He was like, oh, underrated. He almost said overrated. The truth, the truth was on the tip of his tongue. Could not be denied. Wow. Okay. We need a, we, you know what we need? We have these caller graphics. We need one that just says "slap dick" on it. We can just, when somebody calls in that's trolling, we'll just put slapdick on, uh, on the screen. Let's jump back to the lines here. Call from. Hey. Peyton, what's going
8: on, man? How are you? Good about yourself.
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking what's going on.
8: And first things first, I just want to congratulate you on uh, being, getting your credentials for SEC Media Day. I think, that, I think that's awesome, man, and I'm really happy for it, and I can't wait to see the content from SEC Media Day.
0: I appreciate um, that. Thank you. That's
8: just first thing. And, uh... I got. I just got a question for you, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mississippi State game. What what exactly is making is making you sway mm-hmm. towards the Bulldogs on this one?
0: Yeah. So again, I talked about this a couple of days ago. Is that you know when I when I go into making the predictions, you know it's it's. I'll tell you this. It's one thing to sit back and and talk about an individual game and and who wins and loses. So when I sat down to make my predictions, I, I did not expect to pick that as an L. But I came upon that game week after Georgia. It has that feeling of a trap game. And admittedly, admittedly, Peyton, I don't know if hot take is the right word, but it's a bold pick. It's a bold pick. But the unthinkable happens in college football. Like, this is SEC football where none of it makes sense to begin with. I will say this from a football perspective. I think South Carolina could still have some question marks to answer at the cornerback position and the front seven in regards to generating pressure. And I think Will Rogers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. And I think also Mississippi State's got SEC caliber athletes on the line of scrimmage, something that I think UNC does not have. Now, if you want to say, hey, UNC could be the loss instead of state, that's totally fine. You could convince me that. It just would not shock me because of the issues early in the season on the line of scrimmage on both sides. Is it 100% guarantee it's going to happen? No, it's an upset pick. I mean, it's an upset pick. It is. But uh, I don't know, man. It just, I came upon that game when I was sitting down do my predictions and I was like, I just have a, not a great feeling about this for some reason that I did not expect to have. So I, I could be dead wrong and Carolina win by 20 points, and I look like a fool, and it is what it is, and I'd, I'd love nothing more, you know what I mean? Because you win that one, hey, I got you. You could get to eight and four. You beat Clemson, you're at nine and three, man. That nine and three season's right there. So, um, But, you know, in a season full of swing games, they're not all going to go your way. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, stumbled upon Mississippi State as that upset game, and uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've got going into the season.
8: So it seems like, you know, you being a uh, a longtime Carolina fan, you know as good as I know, Carolina always has that one game mm-hmm. every year that we just we, we 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 game cock it up pretty much. Mm-hmm. And and the where where I'm getting at is I, I think you're you're choosing that, that one game cock game as Mississippi <clears throat> State.
3: Right, that, that that's, that's,
0: that's pretty much it, yeah. And, and But I'm also choosing the games that South Carolina, I think, will get it back is at Mizzou and then beating – listen, I think Kentucky's a favorite in the game in November. I do. I think Kentucky's a favorite, and South Carolina beats that spread and beats Kentucky straight up. So, you know, I, I've got the Gamecocks surging late, which I feel like under Shane Beamer is kind of what this program's done. You know, we've started fairly slow – and uh, you know, I think with a new OC and breaking in new pieces up front, trying to figure out who RB one is, I think that could very well happen again. So, uh, but I do think the Gamecocks surge late and get to that seven and five record. And you know, it's it's like I was talking with Brad Crawford, man. I mean, you you can dice this thing up many ways, but seven and five feels about right. Again, you can convince me eight and four. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, and I think eight and four would be a great season. And so maybe I'm going with the quote unquote safe pick. I don't know that I am, but. Some would label it as such, but seven and five is about where I fall for this team.
8: Well, I just think you know when when the when the Carolina winning winning line first came out, I, mm-hmm. I, I thought the over six and a half is, is the easiest easiest money in the country because I just I mean
4: mm-hmm.
8: South Carolina going six and six. I think personally, I might be a little airheaded Carolina fan here. I think six and six is a, is a pretty pretty big big failure in my in my humble mm-hmm. opinion. However, you know, you still make a bowl game, you still get a chance to win seven games in a season. I just think a six and six regular season is just is really a big step backwards. <laughs> but you know, I think like you said, I mean seven and five it's not a failure, but I think the target should be eight and four and I think I think I just have a little bit more confidence versus Mississippi State than than you than you do perhaps but no, I agree that we're going to have that one. That we're going to have that one Carolina game throughout this season. I'm just not convinced of this Mississippi mm-hmm. State, but who knows? It could be. It mm-hmm. could very well be. So, right.
0: um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and to your point, about six and six, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody out there that would label that a success for sure. Uh, you know, after last year, um, you know, you'd be to, to go six and six. I mean, again, from my predictions, you'd have to drop another swing game. Whether that be Mizzou, that be Kentucky, what have you? I mean, I, you know, whether it be North Carolina, and I, I don't think, you know, again, after, yeah. after winning eight last year, I don't think in any world is six and six a successful season. I, I think most, and I think it'd be fair. I think it'd be fair to label it as a, you know, a bit of a. It would be a massive, you know, I, I hate to use the word failure, but a massively disappointing season for sure. So, um. Yeah, six and six would definitely be falling short of expectations.
8: That's for sure, man. Well, uh I appreciate you letting me get on your platform when I call in, you know. Yeah. Uh, you never you never not answer. You never not answer when I pick up when, when I call in. And I, I really appreciate that. And again, I want to congratulate you on going to SEC Media Day. Really looking forward to that content, man. I hope you get the meet. Hope you get to meet some people and maybe do some content with some if see people up there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that from you. So, Cox, thank you for his up show, man. Good to talk to you, Chris.
0: Peyton, you're the man. Anytime, brother. Appreciate you. Always great talking with you. Thank you so much. Brendan M. says there's 0% chance that UK is favored. Bet. Okay, bet. <laughs> if Kentucky comes in that game 7-2, Maybe eight. Let me think. What what point that's maybe eight and two actually, or or would they be seven and three? Or no, eight and three. Maybe I don't know. I guess it'd be eight and two. I'd have to look. See, I I got the schedule right here. They would be one, two, okay, three losses. Okay, so they'd be seven and three. Yeah, seven and three with two games left because I got them finishing eight and four, seven and three, and you are. Three, four,
5: six, and four. I think they're favored. I'll put a bet with you on it.
0: I've got them going eight and four. Yeah, Brendan, I've I've got them going eight and four. You already knew that, my guy. Yes.
2: Call from
0: Luke RJ. Luke RJ, what is up, my friend? How are you?
5: I'm doing good, Chris. How you doing, man?
0: I am doing well, man. Appreciate you calling in. What's up?
5: Uh you man, you look fine, man. I was just messing with you about it. Maybe maybe Whitey was a little harsh, but uh <laughs> <laughs> I was just messing with
0: you. It's all good. Yeah, look, like, I, I you know I know how it works with you, Luke RJ. I, I get it. I get it. So
5: Yeah, I was yeah, I didn't know you were gonna read the Discord chat. I'd read that one. But uh, yeah, thirty minutes a day, bro. It's all, it's all it takes. Maybe two or three times a week, to
2: <laughs> get a good tan. Mm,
0: I uh, hear but, you. But
5: uh, hey, I, uh, Joiner, if if he if he really is at 225, 6'1", 225 was bigger than Marcus Lattimore was when he when he played at South Carolina. That's all. Mm. I mean, I'm not comparing them. Uh, you know, talent wise, they're like the same type of player, but just based off physical size, you know, he's, he's bigger. He would be bigger than Marcus Lattimore. Hmm.
0: Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, if he's bigger than Marcus Lattimore, he's bigger than Marcus Lattimore, but I mean, that's an interesting stat for sure. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I still question what we have at the running back position. I'll just leave it at that.
5: Yeah. Well, I think Lattimore was five eleven two fifteen. I think was his uh, was his playing weight as a freshman. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, if he's put on that much weight and he's six one, I, I mean, maybe he could. Uh, you know, if if they if he gets enough carries, maybe he can handle. You know, getting the ball that much uh, with his size. He's
0: not undersized. He's, I I'll tell you this, Luke I'm RJ, just on, on this note, I'm just I'm so intrigued and so curious with to how the running back position is going to play out this year. Um I mean, I, I know all the Gamecock nations rooting for the carry-on joiner. We all we'd all love to see it, obviously. Um I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know. I, I just does Dontavius Braswell step up as a true freshman and you know, become sort of a a main a mainstay in the rotation. You know what I mean? Juju McDowell, I don't think any of us are convinced that he's an RB1. I think that's safe to say. Mario Anderson coming from D2. And then again, DiKerion Joyner, who's a quarterback, receiver, trying to transition a running back. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they believe in the building, but you're going to have a real hard time convincing anybody that, that's looking at this running back room that it's, you know, I mean, there's a reason it's ranked thirteenth or fourteenth in the SEC, man. It's just there's just no semblance of a proven commodity in that room. So again, we're we're gonna talk about all this. I'm excited, obviously, as you can probably tell, to talk positioning at preview series and we'll grade this thing out. And, you know, to carry on Jordan could be one of the great stories, not just at South Carolina, but in college football. But it's just It's a humongous question mark, man. It's a huge question mark.
5: Yeah. And, you know, to think that, like, Juju won't get, uh, you know, like at least four or five carries a game, like, that's probably, you know, um, realistic, you know. So, if you're talking about, like, him getting – Jordan getting 20-plus carries a game, well, they're just going to – let him play the whole game I don't know if that's going to be the case we'll we'll have to wait and see um and I, I'll i definitely be tuning in to see to see your uh, roster breakdown that's always a good uh good content um I wanted to make a point about uh the baseball team I know it's mm-hmm. football season um but man I, I don't think uh you know people really think about how we ran into Florida at Florida who ended up going to the final and probably, you know, could have won it all. And that this team, you know, had a bad stretch when everybody was injured, but that team last year was the Omaha team. You know, they were good enough to be one of those eight teams Hmm. um, in Omaha, like for sure when everybody got healthy and was, was playing good but you know Florida just you know they they just pitched lights out with their Mm. starters and everything
0: well and I mean Luke RJ that's that's why it's so hard to predict Omaha because you know being a good team being a good team is only part of it right some of it comes down to matchups and some of it comes down to just who you get paired with and You know, I mean, had South Carolina been, and this is why I made the point right when the season ended, that, you know, you didn't feel the effects of that slump in the SEC tournament or the regionals, but you felt it in the Supers because had you been a top eight national seed, you might have played, I don't know, Indiana State. You might have played somebody else, right? But unfortunately, you had to go on the road to Florida. And Florida was one of the best teams in college baseball this past season. And, you know, at their place, especially after you swept them in the regular season, there was no way they were going to lose to you. just no way. So I agree with you. Carolina was a Omaha caliber team. But it all, you know, a lot of it comes down to to matchups, right? To matchups and getting favorable matchups, if you will. So, I mean, taking nothing away from TCU because they had to go through Arkansas's regional. But, I mean, Bro. the team that got to play Indiana State and the Supers, that was the luckiest team in college baseball because Indiana State couldn't even host the damn thing, man. I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, so it helps.
5: Yeah. It helps. So, uh, um, yeah, I wanted to make a comment about your uh, your SEC uh, predi- or your, just your prediction for South Carolina. Yeah, fire away. You know, I said this in the Discord that, uh, you know, your picks um, are realistic and they're logical. And if, uh, you know, anybody in the media industry saw you pick South Carolina to go nine and three, well, they would just think you're delusional. And, you know, like this guy's not, you know, I mean, it just uh, the way you explain it, maybe every game doesn't line up, but seven and five with the roster and everything that we know right now is, uh, is fair. And and like I said, if just anybody looking at that from the outside goes, well, he thinks that they're going nine and three or, um, you know, 10 and two. Well, they would be like, well, he's just, you know, very optimistic fan and that's what he hopes will happen. So, let me let me uh, put it but, to you
0: let me yeah. and i and I appreciate those kind words, Luke Archgie. Let me put it to you this way. The greatest compliment that I can receive when I drop predictions or anything of the sort or when I make content is that the greatest compliment or one of the greatest compliments I can receive is that I'm not a Homer is that I'm unbiased is that I'm realistic because on the contrary, I'd be garnet glasses, a Homer unrealistic. And guess what? Nobody takes those people seriously. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody does. Now, if there are real, if you're going to pick, listen, if you pick nine and three and you, you know, you want to point to some real football reasons. I mean, I I could do that too. I could do that as well. There are some football reasons of why it could happen if it all clicks, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I saw somebody some commentary this morning about, you know, it's, this guy's such a homer and you know or like from a Tennessee fan actually said that believe it or not and of course they they're going to look at it as I've got a, a South Carolina slant. I mean I'm a Gamecock fan. So of course that naturally is going to come out but I I really do just try to pick the games the SEC as a college football fan, not a South Carolina fan. I I don't I don't put a South Carolina scope on it. Yeah.
5: Well, so the thing that's important is <laughs> is what Mark Ryan said. If we, if this team is ranked a hundredth or worse in rushing offense and stopping, uh, you know, stopping the run or, or rushing defense, that's a seven and five team. And there's, there, and not, and, uh, he said also that like only like South Carolina was the only team that had a winning record mm-hmm. that had both of those stats.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So you, we can't determine on paper that that's going to change. We haven't seen Dow logging and, you know, just don't, don't know what the, what the defense, rush defense or the newcomers or uh, if, if the defense is going to be any better mm-hmm. stopping the run. So that's why I say it's fair.
0: To your you point, know? Luke, RJ, to be fair, and I'll say this, and I said it last year, I'll say it again. There's the garnet glasses optimistic way of looking at things. There is the chicken curse pessimistic way of looking at things. And then there is the middle. And I try to stick to as close to the middle as possible. Truly. I mean, you know how you know, Luke, RJ, you're doing a good job. I've got the sunshine pumper slapdicks. They hate my guts. They think I suck. Then I got some people. Last year I picked eight and four with whenever Clemson. I got some people saying I'm a, I'm a sunshine pumper Homer and that I'm just overly positive and so I got both sides pissed. That's how you know you're doing a good job, truly. So yeah. I mean I, I yeah. try to stay as much in the middle as I possibly can and uh, you know the middle and because because when you look at a football season, Luke RJ, to your point, I mean we're we're talking about all these questions in the preseason. And listen, and that's why there's a best case, worst case, and prediction because it's not fair to expect that everything is going to work out poorly. That's just unfair, right? I don't think it's also fair to expect that everything is going to work out great and we're going to have some magical 10-2 and season. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some things that exceed our expectations. There's going to be some things that fall short of our expectations. And there's going to be some things that, right about meet our expectations. And what does that mean? Does that mean six and six? Does that mean eight and four? Does that mean seven and five? Hey, does it mean nine and three? I don't know. But that's typically how it shakes out. You know that. Don't we find ourselves, Luke R.J., in closing? Don't we find ourselves every year? We spend all preseason, all offseason, making predictions, projections, this, that. We think we know what we're talking about. And, bro, by the halfway point of the season, we're like, everything we thought to be true is out the window. (laughs) doesn't it seem that way? Like, every year. And, I mean, that's what makes it fun, right? Because we try our hardest. Like, we think we know. But I love something that my guy Braden Gall said yesterday hosting the Paul Feinbaum show. We know less about these college football teams than we have ever known in the history of our fandoms as college football fans. Because of the portal and the movement of rosters and the changing of rosters from season to season, we know the least we've ever known about these teams but that's what makes it exciting i mean truly just the unknowns that's what makes it so much fun yeah
5: can i can i just say I yeah yeah I for sure for no long, go ahead can I just say. so with all that being said and the way that i think that your your predictions are fair what i'm hoping for is a 10 and, 10 and 3 season so 5 and 3 in the sec with 3 sec losses one of them Georgia, maybe one at home, one away. That's what I'm hoping, and that mm-hmm. we beat UNC and we beat Clemson. That's what I hope is maybe possible or would would I, I would like to happen. And, uh, you know, that – I mean, if that happens, then a lot of these players that Beamer has recruited uh, are going – like young players going to have to play as true mm-hmm. freshmen. They're going to have to – you know, emerge from these recruiting classes that he's been uh, recruiting, like, you know, the Diamonds and the roughs, or the underrated players or just the solid players that he's, you know, recruited are mm-hmm. going to have to start playing and showing showing up in this 23 season. And, and maybe it could happen. And you made it and, – and lastly, Luke, RJ, you
0: made a great point in the Discord. You think back to like 2009, guys like Alshon Jeffrey stepped up. Guys like Stephon Gilmore stepped up. 2010, a guy like Marcus Lattimore is a true freshman. Stepped up. 2011, Jadavion Clowney stepped up. Like, all these guys in their first years. Maybe Nicholas Harbour, Pup Howard, Marquis Anderson on the offensive line, Dontavius Braswell, Bakari Swain. Like, maybe they're that crop of dudes. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe so. And if that's the case, if even half of those guys I just mentioned step up and become contributors, you very well could go 9-3. and You very well. Very well could.
5: That's it. That's
0: it. Luke R.J., great stuff as okay. always, my friend. I know we'll yeah. keep the conversation going in the Big Cock Club Discord, but it's always a pleasure to hear from you, my guy. All right, Chris. Yeah, man, we'll talk soon. Great stuff from Luke R.J., guys. It's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, the bell icon, so that you get notifications of when we go live. Also, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out there. And guys, just stay tuned All the content. Content bleeding out the eyeballs. Hey, appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. And we will talk to you all on Monday.